1: Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to one of my favorite hours of the entire week where I get to do Forbes Factor. we have been here for almost over a decade. Yeah, I know. I'm getting older, sitting in the chair, but I think I'm still looking good. Oh, wait, you can't see me because we're on radio. We're on a podcast, but we also live stream to my 1.8 million followers on my Facebook fan page. So check it out, because if you are, you're going to see a little logo over my head. And you're going to go, Forbes, what is your Forbes Riley's perfect pitch party? Well, you know, it's a funny thing about life. The more that you unpack, like this endless suitcase, the more you begin to learn about yourself, your purpose, how you serve and help other people. And it's been quite a wonderful journey. So this Friday, if you're within the sound of my voice on December 2nd, only 2022, it is December. Oh my gosh. Almost the, uh, I know. Right. We are doing a phenomenal one day event. It'll be live streaming all over the world and it will have over 500 people attending. And what we're going to do is something that I never wanted to share before. You know, I've come to a certain point in my life where I realize that if I shared my gifts, told my story and empower others, I get happier i said i didn't get that memo when i was younger i thought the more that i got the happier i'd be i want that new person's new shoes a pair of blah, 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 blah. i would get things and i wouldn't be any happier i would for about a minute and a half huh so what happened there well i personally discovered that for me my my happiness my joy comes from hearing other people's successes and they tell me how a small piece of that had anything to do with me and I thank you, thank you, and thank you, and I always will. The other crazy thing, this will be the last week and week before I get to say this again. I am currently the mother of teenage twins. Next time we see each other, I will not be the mother of teenage twins. They will be 20 years old. Wow, 20. There's like two things going on in my head. One, I'm, trying, I'm working on remembering what was it like when I was 20 and watching the two of them they now drive they take showers on their own they can cook pancakes you don't realize that when they're three so that's been the best part of my entire life and it's been so much fun sharing that with you all right to that end speaking of fun my first guest is a delightful ray of sunshine and i don't think that she always saw that so she's taken a journey of 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 tackling the mental health issue Coming out on the other side of it and uplifting a lot of other people. Please welcome my first guest, Mara James. Yes, did I do that right? Yes, you got it. All right, because I you for st- having me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so excited to have you, my girl. So, will you please introduce yourself to my amazing audience? Absolutely. I'm Mara James. I currently live in Orange County,
2: California relocated here 15 years ago from New York, you can probably hear the accent. Um, I'm the mother of three amazing, somewhat challenging children, 21, 24, and 27-year-olds. Um, I am also happily married to my husband of 30 years, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Extraordinary Lives Foundation. And our mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness and support families. I love and, the New York accent. I come from New York. I, <laughs> oh, you know, I awesome. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Long Island. Where? Oh, uh, Great Neck, 33 on the NIE.
1: Hello, Oceanside, South Shore, not as cool as Great Neck. We were the poor kids <laughs> on the other side of the block. Oh, my goodness. That <gasps> is awesome. cool. And you married a doctor, which is what every little girl in my neighborhood wanted to do. Wow. Oh, yeah. I never thought I'd want to. <laughs> I know, but right? It's beautiful. Yeah. So and how long did you say
2: it's been? Uh, almost 30 years in December. Um, so what's the secret to that? Oh, boy. Um, lots of healing. And I tell all my clients and female friends that when we're thinking about our husbands, we get to think of, look at them as five to seven year old hurt little boys. And when they do something that hurts us, analyze why it's hurting us and have compassion for them.
1: Are we allowed to spank spank them and put them in the corner if they're five to seven? (laughs) Yeah,
2: um, no, I don't believe in spanking, but
1: yeah. I'm just kidding, I don't believe in that either. But we could put them in the corner, like a timeout no that's very yeah. funny and you got three beautiful kids although you did said challenging a little bit i think that was very interesting so you and your husband decided to relocate out to california i did the same i also went out to california I went out to be an actress and somewhere along the line you decided to help your and this is an interesting thing for everybody to track because number one i do not think enough credit is given to the couple concept especially in today's day and age where the couples decide to help and work together there's a very interesting dynamic with both of my partners i had one husband i'm on my second uh, and still work with my first one which is crazy we still own companies together we see each other every day but how did you manage that and what would you say to couples who are considering working together
2: um good luck (laughs) so as my husband's a healer and i'm a business person So when we came out here and started the practice, we worked together, but it was very parallel. He let me do what I was good at, and I let him do what he was good at. And um, yeah, but definitely at times it can get challenging. Uh uh, Making sure at nighttime that we're not
1: talking about the office and doing other things besides work. How do you, give me one strategy how you do that. That would have saved my marriage, I think. I need one strategy.
2: Um, More date nights more movies,
1: you know? That might and have helped I love a your lot. new background. Thank yeah. yeah <laughs> that might have helped a lot. More date nights. I tell people that I, the big thing for me was I discovered the male and female energy. And that I would go out there and work and come home and be all macho. And, and my husband was taking care of the kids and being all feminine. And I'd say, hey, let's go to the bedroom. And he'd say, I've got laundry to do. I was like, huh. But I never, yeah, this, yeah. I never thought to come home in the feminine. Does that have any play in your relationship?
2: Um, well, that's funny that you said that. First of all, I know a lot of times for men, sometimes their ego gets in the way. So that could have been an issue with your relationship. But not analyzing that. Um, definitely having the masculine energy for myself at work and coming home and being the woman. Not necessarily to cook and clean, but being the wife and the mother. Absolutely. Really important.
1: And just being feminine, I... I've, I've been on my own since I was 17, and I no one ever explained that to me, that being feminine is not weak, it's just feminine. It's more nurturing, it's lighter, it's curious, it's not, you don't fight everything that I would do out in the real world. And I was like, oh, that's a nice way to be. <laughs> I had to learn that. I don't know why, right. but because they didn't teach well, that. You learned
2: that sp- at 17, I had to learn it um, probably, I'm now 56, but in the past few years. Because I, you know, have some uh, recently remembered trauma as a child, so it wasn't okay to embrace my femininity. I wasn't
1: safe. Oh, that's an interesting thing you're about to unpack. Okay, so let's go down this road. You're working with your husband. You've got three kids, and then something broke down for you. Me? <laughs> well, tell. Because let me share something with you. I just lost a friend to suicide two days ago. The happiest guy that I've so ever sorry. known. And I I can't even comprehend what happened. And and he shot himself. It's not even like it was a nice. It was like, what? On, On all perspectives, you were the happiest guy that we all knew, didn't even know what happened here. And so I want you to help us a little bit because mental health is one of the biggest things we're all tackling right now, especially post-pandemic on so many levels. And you have some answers and you built a charity and I'm seeing you in this beautiful picture with your stuffed animals and you're this energy beam of light. Number one, explain to me, what is mental health? Um, I will explain
2: that, but let me just tell everybody. Um, eight years ago, out of the blue, I experienced a manic episode and was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I knew nothing about mental health before, um, except I had a mom who was a bipolar, my dad was a narcissist. Um, so, I mental health to me was always voodoo. But I experienced my own challenges and realized about the gifts that associated with these curses. And um, the greater the gift, the greater the uh, curse. So having that experience, going through mental health and healing, I have learned a lot over the past eight years. And one of the things um, that people don't talk about with mental health is energy, dark forces, because they're real. And as one of my healers said, who's studying for a PhD in mental health, is that 90% of mental illness are... Dark forces, and the more open and gifted we are, we also hear um, we can hear voices in our head that aren't even our own that says we're no good and no one cares if we weren't here. We so I have a very different take on what mental health is than the medical world. And as we heal our hurt, our hearts the brain chemistry changes and we're able to maybe shift the medication that we're taking, lessen it. So does that answer your question?
1: Are you a fan of medication for mental health?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> During my um, manic episode, which was a spiritual awakening, it was so out of control. I needed medication. And once I was stabilized, I was able to start the healing process. And I did work very, very hard to be weaned off of my medication, but it took a long time. And with two of my three children who have their gifts, they're still taking a low dose of medication to help them with their challenges.
1: I love the way you just labeled it gifts. I that's a very powerful thing. And I don't I want everyone to just hear before you, anybody leaves at all, that you've started Foundations. Can you share, tell us what they are and how we can engage with you?
2: Absolutely. So the Foundation the nonprofit is Extraordinary Life Foundation, otherwise, otherwise known as ELF. And again, our mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness. Most of my healing journey from 48 to 56 six years old um, was based on my inner child, so I said, "Wow, we should really start working with children, adolescents, teens, young adults, so that their issues don't spiral out of control." And we have this adorable um, uh, mascot called Peggy Bear, which is geared to help children three to seven years old. Helps improve their social emotional learning, their mental health and wellness. Um, And we also have the Hugs for Life Healing Center, which is healing, understanding, growth, and spirituality. And we bridge the gap between medical professionals and holistic healers to really help heal and transform lives.
1: You have a very unique take on mental health. I've never heard it tied to spirituality. This is fascinating. it's It's all spirituality to me. That's powerful. Just to know, we only have three minutes for our first break. We are live and we do have commercial breaks. How does a mother or father know their child is struggling?
2: Um, well, a lot of times they could see it in behavior, or maybe one of their teachers will tell them that, um, you know, if they're complaining of a lot of stomach aches or if they have anxiety. And usually a mother's very intuitive, they could see it. And there have been so many clients recently that have children that are six years old that have anxiety, and the doctors want to medicate it. And we explained to them that their child is an empath, an empath is a gift and a curse. They, these little children feel the adult's big emotions. And when we could teach them and energetically protect them um, and also help the parents bring their energy levels down so it doesn't affect the kids, Things um, just really changed for the better.
1: Again, I've not heard this, and I'm—I think it's so important now. And people like Tina Weiss and Noreen and a bunch of people over here on our Facebook are just loving all over you. Uh, Has the whole mental health situation worsened since 2020?
2: Oh, absolutely. People, um, including my husband, uh, would never admit to having anxiety, but because of COVID, it brought out so much fear and anxiety. But I also believe that it was there. They just didn't realize it or talk about it. And now more people are talking about it.
1: Anxiety. My my, my daughter used to mention that, and I have to tell you, I didn't understand at all what she was saying. Yeah. What is it? And this is Um,
2: anxiety. I don't have the definition, but I'll tell you what I understand it to be. Um, It could be a fear of something. Um, you know, anxiety. You could see a spider in the corner and say, oh, there's a spider. Or you can have anxiety that says, oh my God, there's a spider and it's going to bite me. and I'm going to die and freak out.
1: That make you ready? Yeah, okay. Wayne, you know what? We've got to take a quick break on that note. I don't want to see the spider. If there's a snake, I will do that. Uh, You know, when we come back, we're going to delve into this. This is fascinating. Again, since COVID hit and we've been locked down and, and told all kind of crazy stories about everything, we're all on a mental stress level. Mara's got some really exciting techniques and these beautiful stuffed animals and this great smile that if you're just listening, you can't see her smile. But we'll be right back after this message. Don't go away. You're listening to the Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Now back to the show, here's Forbes Riley.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Forbes Factor. We talk about health, wealth, and happiness. And today it's definitely the health and happiness that we're we're stressing, but it's not your physical health, which we normally talk about. It's more mental health, which I think is the biggest issue going on right now. We're talking about how I, I just recently lost a friend of mine who was by all means the happiest person I knew. And when I heard, I thought, you know, you think everything from car accident to COVID and when I heard that it was self-inflicted, I just stopped. I literally stopped and thought that can't be. How can that person who is the happiest person that I've, really one of the happiest people, and I'm a pretty good judge of character, a connector, so much to live for, decide that one day it's not, not worth being here. I, 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 I cannot wrap my head around this. Uh, and I know that there's good reasons that people seem to have, uh, Mara, what 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 do you first of all? My question now is, what do you say to survivors of something like this? How do you help our mental health?
2: Yeah, that is the most important thing, right? I personally, I feel when people pass, they get to go back home. Um, it's the survivors that are really having the hardest time. Um, number one, you know, being there for their grieving and then at some point helping them not feel guilty. Because guilt to me would be the per- the first thing that I would start feeling. What did I do? What you know, I'm sure when you heard you're like, Oh, I should have called them back or I could have done this or I should have been here for more. And helping people realize that everyone has their own journey and they are not in control of what somebody else does or doesn't do. Um, yeah, it's just it's a really hard grieving process. Um you know, for those people that believe in mediums, I've sent a lot of people to mediums that after a year of grieving, and it's been the most healing thing in the world. And for those of you that don't believe it. So that's okay.
1: <laughs> well, that's a funny thing, too, about believing and not believing. I often tell people, you don't have to believe in gravity, drop something and it works. It works whether you believe in it or not. And so I'm often looking going, it doesn't matter what you personally believe in. It does Uh, you know, I would love mediums to be real. I have a very dear friend who is a psychic medium. He's one of my coaching clients. He went from being a hairdresser to now one of the top paranormal experts. He's got an agent and a new TV show. There you go. And when he did something for me, I I will never be the same. He identified my best friend who passed many years ago, knew her name, what she was doing, what she was. And I'm like, really? How did you do that? Because then I always worried, like when both of my parents pass, like, can you stay, do your parents watch you in the bedroom while you're with your husband They're going, I don't want anybody watching.
2: Yeah, no, there's no judgment, but definitely with both of my parents passing and being able to connect with them, it's been very healing for me, especially for some letting go of some of the resentment. Um, I wasn't able to heal until after they passed. So I was actually working with um, a friend, and she's Catholic, and I was sharing with her. All the, I was answering all the questions she was asking, and She was like, "Well, Catholics don't believe that." And I'm like, "That's great. To me, all religions have part of the truth. Spirituality is the truth." And I told her, "Go listen this." psychic is saying you have a path, a block in your past life I don't care whether or not you go meet with this um this healer you know uh, I hit my therapist or not you get to choose it's your journey and she ended up meeting with him and it changed her life and she's still like a little confused but it was beautiful because then she was able to finally let like the love of her life flow in but
1: um yeah so I, I actually that. think it's and very it, funny when you've got a religion who says I don't believe in that but I do believe that three days after he died somebody rose from the dead huh Okay, I don't know.
2: Right. Right. I mean, maybe his disciples were vibrating at a high level and he came down and they saw each other. It's the same exact thing that, yep,
1: yeah. Well, and as this show is going live, I personally, I think maybe now I struggle and I never really did with the holidays. And it starts with Thanksgiving. When you don't have family, even if you do have family, most people don't like their family. What a strange holiday that we do. I would say that like 1% of the people have that ideal perfect holiday with them. You know, everyone's just, they love each other and the turkey's great and nothing's burned and stuck. But the rest of the country is, it seems to be horrible, isn't it? And do we oh, set ourselves absolutely. up to fail.
2: Yes. Well, it's the universe, you know, society loves us being in anger and resentment and fear, right? They have won. So how do we overcome that? I often say that parents are the, um, you know, parents are the ones we chose before we uh, incarnated to help teach us lessons. And even the Ten Commandments, it doesn't say love; it just says honor your parents. And also, knowing if they're toxic, maybe it's not best. You don't, you know, kids aren't here to raise the parents. Those parents are here to raise the kids. And if it's toxic to be with them, you don't have to, and not to feel guilty. And for those um, people that don't have family, definitely gathering with friends who are the family that we chose. Or you know what, go to a homeless shelter, go to a, you know, go to uh, all these different shelters. There's so many out there that need our help and our love, and it will fill our heart and soul too.
1: Do you think that you changed after this one episode that you talk about?
2: Uh, yeah, from black to white. Absolutely. For me for 48 years, there was no universe. I had the weight of the shul- my, the world on my shoulders. There was nothing, no God you know god germ. Um, and overnight it was like, Um, God and I are one. And the psychiatrist is like, are you having grandiose thoughts? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, I wouldn't even mention the God word, because it was so, like, what I grew up Jewish, and God's up on, you know, what I envision God to be, up there on the, you know, throne, judging me and all this. I'm like, oh my God, that's so not what it is. And you know, I work with so many um, women, girls, women, like between 18 and 26. And it's interesting, like helping them connect with something that they know, not telling them, oh, there's a God and believe in it, but like connecting them with something on the other side, whether I'm you're know, doing muscle testing and guided to send them to a, a medium to know that there's someone there for them or doing something that I do like biofeedback or just it has been so transformational. And I think that that is what people are missing. A lot of religions, they're great bringing community together. But like reading a story and telling you to believe in something versus having a firsthand experience. So my manic episode, and since I've had a few um, crazy, I mean, crazy, amazing experiences. Um, so when I was diagnosed bipolar, I'm like, wait, I'm not crazy. I, my mind has never been more clear, but what's happening to me is crazy. And I was like, yeah, bipolar, two polarities, heaven and earth. And I will tell you, in Africa, when children are diagnosed with bipolar disorder, they are work with shamans to help them bring out their healing gifts. And um, yeah, luckily, my 21-year-old daughter, who's so gifted beyond her years, has didn't want to medicate for her anxiety and depression. She's met with a few of my healers, including a female shaman that she's worked with for six or seven years, and now... You know, she still has her struggles, but she's such an intuitive, gifted healer, um, transformational. Even my husband is an OBGYN will send his patients to her as well as, you know, our Hugs for Life Healing Center and transformational things happen that, you know, you don't only need that medication and that top therapy cannot access some of these root causes. And once you get to that and, and know what the learning is and forgiveness and compassion, life is transformational
1: well let's talk about this because the other side of you for all the people who are listening to that side you've you've made a business out of this can we talk about you as a businesswoman? what would you recommend so many people have gifts but they have no clue how to monetize them and monetize them simply means that you're serving other people and there's an exchange of energy but you seem to have figured something else give us some insight into that
2: well definitely you know growing up um very left brain, you know, being an Excel spreadsheet nerd and, you know, being in business and then starting up my husband's practice has taught me a lot of the business. So I was lucky there to do that. If people don't know how to do business, go to a local college to take classes. It's, you know, learning how to do quickbooks. It's so easy learning Excel to keep you organized or whatever your, you know, uh, systems are that um so I've been blessed with that. And then it's so funny because now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm an author of two children's books and I'm about to become an author next year of an adult book, you know, called Unconditional, you know. And it's just like, wait a minute, I'm this left brain, you know, person as well as this right brain. And then I can kind of go in between the two. So um, for the business, there's so many people out there that um, – you know, when you have your vision, your gift, the universe will give you people that can ha- help you get there. And that's where I just always say, like, God, I'll jump, you say how high, give me the people, give me money, give me resources. Um, luckily, now my husband, um our um, company, our OBGYN practice has been taken over, has been purchased right before COVID. It's true gift from the universe. I got to get out of there. Yes. He became an employee. Um we, you know, we they took over all of our expenses. And now I was I'm able to work full time volunteering my time where my heart and soul is to help people suffering, you know, through the foundation. And um, you know what? Whenever um if there's something I need, if I you know, if we need money to become a sponsor for our comedy night gala, bam, my husband has more money coming into the count and I'm just like don't know where that came from, but I don't have to worry about it. It's beautiful. So um, knowing that the universe is our friend and to partner with the universe and just ask. And, you know, when you're doing work that's especially in service to others, what I call God's work, there are people there to help guide you through the process.
1: What a phenomenal light you are. Who introduced us?
2: Uh, Tina White. <laughs> our beloved Tina. Another love and light up in this world, and I only met her recently through um, somebody I went to, I grew up and you know, went to high school with. And so it was a mutual contact and we met and fell in love, not, you know.
1: Well, no, <laughs> yeah. but I do not want to give a sure. shout out to a fellow sister who is just full of joy. She's hurting at the moment. She's going through some pretty uh, powerful teeth and gum problems, which teeth are the worst. You don't, those, those pains are horrible. But she is one of the most giving people, and I do want to shout out and say thank you to her publicly, and I'm glad that you did as well. Let's go back to make sure, because this is radio, that everybody heard and understands what your foundations are, what they're up to, and how they can either help support it or benefit from it.
2: Absolutely. So, again, it's um, Extraordinary Lives Foundation. Our website is elf-l-f empowers.org. We are always looking for people um, to volunteer to help us like when we are distributing our Piggy Bear toolkits to ch- children to do in-person readings.
1: We you know, I mean, know, remember, or... remember, remember, they can't see your Piggy Bear. So say that and they can't right. hear you. So say yeah. that again, exactly what Piggy Bear is. Show it to our family here, who we just had a, a tiny, just jumped on. Now I'm looking at a beautiful pink, beautiful stuffed animal. Tell me about Piggy Bear.
2: So Piggy Bear, um, it was interesting. First, um I became obsessed with a uh, stuffed pig during my manic episode and, you know, it transformed into this beloved Piggy Bear because we want to teach children. Um I always say Piggy Bear is kind of a combination of Mr. Rogers and a spiritual guru and, you know, teachers. Um, some people think I look like a pig. Some people think I look like a bear. doesn't matter what we look like because we're all amazing just the way we are. Piggy bear has ears that are in the shape of hearts because when we listen to people, listen with an open heart versus a judgmental head. Um, Piggy bear teaches young children how to identify emotions and do deep belly breathing, which we call, call Piggy bear breathing. Piggy bear teaches about the power of self hugs So let's do this quickly or put your arms around your shoulders. Oh. Give yourself a big hug. Doesn't that feel delicious? Holding this for 20 seconds, actually oh. putting your hands over your shoulders and holding this hug for 20 seconds releases oxytocin, which will help to fight sadness and children like, yes. Yeah, and if you want to imagine, you know, one of your parents, grandparents, somebody, your children, maybe God or Jesus or whatever, Moses, whoever, like imagine somebody hugging you and we could just sit here blissfully all day.
1: Uh, we have just taken really the conversation happy. to a whole new level. I'm hugging myself. Where's my Joshua? <laughs> I will tell you that is one of the things I learned. There's a there's a line in the movie Terms of Endearment with Shirley MacLaine, where her daughter's hugging her. They have some mental illness in that family, and her daughter says to her mom, "Why are you always the first one to let go?" I'm never. I'm gonna start to cry. My son just came home from college, and I thought, man, I you just like you don't want to be the first one to let go. My we stood there for like a minute and a half hugging each other because I never wanted them to feel that that's. (laughs) That <laughs> not that funny you just made me cry me, you made me cry a couple times and the, the interesting thing that you just said is that my
2: middle son who is 24 and thank you god doing well um at six years old was diagnosed with Asperger's and adhd at 16 years old there was such a darkness that took over him that he was going to pick up a gun i was convinced shoot me i don't know where he'd find the gun but he'd shoot me himself or something even bigger and thankfully i had my healers that removed the darkness he is 24 he's in his master's in mathematics at Rutgers applying for a PhD and it is such a true gift um, though it was quite the journey but what reminded me is that he doesn't let me hug him and once in a while he does and he let me hug him when he left to go back to um, school last week and I just had to hold back the tears because yeah so it's <laughs> a whole nother thing
1: <laughs> I have no I'm one of my kids like that too she'll only hug me when yeah. she wants to and I and I personally, the little girl in me gets very rejected when it's not like, really? It's kind of funny That's how right that right. happened. Interesting. It definitely yeah, plays with looking, When you were a little girl,
2: and when you were, so she's representing probably one of your parents,
1: mother, father, maybe. Well, father no, you, well, maybe, yeah. I do remember, I, yeah. not, not, this is a crazy topic, because I think about my mom. My mom was always 260 pounds my whole life. You walk in the house, there was a staircase, and the coolest thing I can remember ever doing from college, which makes me so sad that she's not here, was my mom hugs. Oh, my God. The best thing in the entire, I would live for those. But you're right, my dad, not so much a hugger. But I think he was upset, because one day I came home from college, and he wouldn't hug me at all. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, you kind of look like the girls in the magazines I look at, and I don't want to like, oh my God,
2: Dad <laughs> Yeah. And also, when you later on go meditate at seven years old, what happened with you and your dad that may be? you know, just yeah.
1: So, Oh,.: just I'll tell what, no, I, had, so I had no, I had the most loving, wonderful dad. He was my hero. We, he was an inventor and a magician. We spent an amazing amount of time together. I think he got confusing when I started to look at like a woman. he didn't know what to do. And, and mm-hmm. respectfully so, which is not what I hear from everyone else. I'm very grateful that we had an incredibly healthy, non toxic relationship. love them, and they loved me. And I think that's one reason I get to do what I do. However, there were other issues that arise. And you, so when you work with people, how much do you unpack of their past? Oh, well, okay. So
2: I, I'm, I'm more known as a connector, and I connect people to healers. Um, but when I do work with them, I go straight. I, I like to go to the root cause cause we all think we have amazing parents. And, um, I, I often like when the person, whoever calls me, it's usually the mom about their child. I'm like, okay, what's the child doing? That's reflecting in you that needs healing. And let me tell you, I didn't know for 52 years, 52 years old that I realized that my dad molested me as a little girl. And I used to tell everybody he was a narcissist and a pervert, but we had a great relationship. Yeah, no. So, and it's also being able to like humble yourself to to, to, to unreal, you know, because it's all just a story. It does matter. Like whatever happened then, like I have an amazing husband, an amazing family um, and just went on a really long journey to forgive my dad. And he did pass a year and a half ago, at 99 years and seven months old. And I'm like, God, couldn't he have died sooner? It would have helped me with the forgiveness.
1: But yeah. Oops. I'm actually just making sure that our, our next guest, we have one minute to our break. So, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to go take a quick break. You're listening to the Forbes Factor. I'm Forbes Riley. And wow, this is an amazing, powerful conversation. You won't want to miss it. So come back.
2: We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power, too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
2: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
1: Hey everybody, it has been a spectacular show. We've gone down a healing of, of mental awareness. Uh, one more time i just want to tell mara her her, uh, her charities are designed about hugs and kids and mental wellness and with that i said we have our next guest who is focused on getting government grants i was so excited to meet this woman and i was like i'm staying i want to hear this so i'm so excited to welcome her to the stage ms kizzy parks unmute for me my girl and tell us there she goes how are you today my girl I'm doing well, doing well. How are you doing today? Inspired and blessed. I'm getting ready to do a huge pitch party. I've got 300 people coming to an event on Friday. And wow. one of the things that everybody wants that you seem to have access to is this money secret from the government. Yes, yes. So with that, I'm going to let you tell, tell everybody who you are. I've got a whole thing up here, but I'm going to let you just take it away because we're a little pressed for time and I don't want to miss any of this. Um, Yes. So
3: I have been awarded well over $50 million in federal government contracts, and I have helped my students get federal government contracts to the tune of over $3 million in just a few months. So this whole space of federal government contracting is super exciting because they buy everything. They buy everything from podcasts to it to training to staffing and the number one thing that you can do to at least kind of get into this space is register on sam.gov but there's a tons of opportunities i mean if i can do it with a phd in industrial organizational psychology then i know all of you amazing people out there can do it too
1: how did this come to your awareness
3: I was a graduate research fellow at Patrick Air Force Base, and I was just there, typical day, and the director of research asked me to stay on. He's like, oh, I would love for you to stay on as a government contractor. And I was taken aback. Somebody's like walking down the hall, trying to get to my cubicle. And I was like, okay, I guess, sure. And he's like, well, how much is it going to take me? And how much is it going to cost me? And I threw out a number and he was super excited. And he's like, okay, let's do it. I'm going to have my assistant contact you. And so I was like, what did I just do? And I entered the world of government contracting. I didn't even know, even as a research fellow, I had no idea. I know there were people in uniform, but I didn't really know everything. I didn't know the lingo. And I started out very um, specified in diversity and inclusion and in analytics and it was it was great i thought well hey you know i can pay my student loans i can live my life and have this adult thing and i took that and now i have well over 100 team members all over the united states and we provide a lot more than just diversity and inclusion so it was a great gateway and during that time i learned so much of what to do what not to do i sought out mentors And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people in this space, because I know firsthand how it can impact your life and most importantly, impact these various agencies and impact different people who work for you and these amazing communities.
1: I think, okay, so, you know, I think I've always known I was one of my best friends, a government grant writer. I didn't really realize all the things available as you were talking about money is getting to get tighter. There's a recession happening. More women are becoming entrepreneurs more diversity we don't know about any of this so is it your mission right now to help people really understand what's available
3: it, it is because there's over 500 billion dollars in which the federal government spends on so many different products and services
1: mm, that, that's just a fascinating concept that we just don't know it's there So what's the the first step? Because I've I've got hundreds of people listening right now and thousands by the time this broadcast is airing that would like, okay, how do we know if we qualify? I I got the URL that you wrote down, but what should we overall be looking for when we would like to get money from our government?
3: Number one thing is you have to have some patience. (laughs) You've got to have patience because it's not a linear black and white space. At the end of the day, you're an entrepreneur selling to the government and the vast majority of the money is taxpayer dollars. And so just having that patience is really key because actually finding the opportunity, bidding on it and winning it, although it's going to seem weird, that's the easy part. (laughs) The challenging part is executing, but you know, that's why you have great coaches like myself out there to help you because What's key in this space is in addition to being patient, is being comfortable with providing the thing in the which the way the government wants to buy it. So, mm-hmm. case in point, I started out a lot in training. And so I sold diversity training, leadership training. Then I heard about, you know, USDA that they wanted training for food inspectors and it was more technical and around food and processing of meat and eggs. And I thought, well, why not? The topic isn't a match, but it's still training. Right. How is that any different? And so it's being comfortable with that because you can scale from nothing and build a $100 million company. These aren't pie in the sky things. These are realities in the federal government. You can be, especially as women, easily get in this space and get to a million dollars in a year in revenue in which fewer than 5% of female business
1: owners ever reach a million in revenue. Okay, I'm never gonna unpack all of this on this radio show. (laughs) How do people find out about you and what kind of service do you offer to help us move this needle forward because you and I are talking and I think Mara's going, I got to know more about this.
3: Yes. I love this. Um, Please check out govconwinners.com govconwinners.com enroll on the wait list. I have this amazing course where right now you get yours truly every week. It's usually sometimes 90 minutes to three hours um, to help you learn how to find bid and win profitable contracts. I also offer, one-on-one VIP coaching. I have an annual plan, and I also have a YouTube channel for anyone who wants to check check me out, check out information. And it's Kizzy Parks. I have blonde curly hair there. I have my hair pulled back today. The curls are still there, I promise. Um, but please check out and connect with me on GovConwinners.com. I'm on all social platforms, but please, please
1: go to that website. What is your big vision? I love that you're on the show today. What would you like to see happen for you in this world?
3: Oh, I for me, I just want to help. My goal is to help 10 million people in the federal government space at some level, some touch point, whether it's through coaching, it's through the YouTube channel, it's just through, you know, experiences like this, because what's so powerful is being able to uplift and change people's lives economically. So if people choose to go down a path where they really want to grow and obtain wealth, or they just kind of want to have the government um, client as like a side hustle, there's choice there. And I just want to help, just want to
1: introduce more people to this space. And that's just really my end goal. Well, you are totally glowing doing that. Who is it who brought you to the party? Who introduced you that you'd like to thank today?
3: Well, there's so many people I want to thank. I am, I, I, I was, I was, I was, saying, was- no, no, I, I know who I want to thank. I was, I was pausing because it was like 50 degrees here the other day in Michigan and now it's snowing. So I, I kind of had a shock as I look outside the window. So please. Um, <laughs> hey, Nice and sunny down coming out in Tampa. The yeah. gorgeous here. It's like snowing crazy here. So I want to thank um, Ms. Blanca for her amazingness, for connecting us for being a light and for being a connector, because if it weren't for her, I would not be here. She's out of the Boca area. Typically I'm in Miami Beach and I'm just so grateful to her for her amazingness and for introducing us.
1: Well, she's over the moon about you. She is one of the best connectors I know. And I, and I'm thrilled because we're going to take this offline and introduce you to my mastermind into my world. Uh, and I should actually tell you about Friday because we've got 300 people coming to my perfect pitch party. And the reason that she managed to enroll you, like we have to enroll for government grants comes down to a pitch, it comes down to how you articulate, whether it's written or verbal, but I would like to introduce you to Mara up here. Mark I'm going to bring you down to the whole gallery here and Mara say hi to Kizzy, tell her what you do. Oh, I put her on the spot. Can you hear me? Can you we can hear me? Hear you great.
2: Hi there. So I'm Mara. I'm the founder and CEO of a nonprofit called Extraordinary Lives Foundation, and our mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness, um, support families, and suffering, and change the world. <laughs> and share with her your bear. Oh, and this is part of. Uh, we have a mascot named Piggy Bear. Hi. And what I did share with you, Forbes, is that um, you know, we have Piggy Bear Plush. We have a couple of books, uh, Power of Piggy Bear and Piggy Bear's Power of Happiness, um, that I've written, but it's all owned by the nonprofit. So any proceeds just go to help children. Um, we have Piggy Bear Power Cards. And actually, we're in talks um, about having animated series done by a famous animator. But I can't share that yet because we still need to raise money to do that. And listen, there's money I'm hearing in the government that's going to want us to get this amazing show out to children around the world. So, so I think
1: this will be interesting for our too. listeners to hear this conversation. So Mara, ask Kizzy a question. If you you got like the woman right here, the government grant. Yep. Awesome. Here she is.
2: Number one, thank you for what you do. Uh, first question is Are you working with for profits and non profits?
1: Yes. So Both. that's a that, that's okay. an interesting conversation. So non, I, my mind is blown right now that nonprofits can help figure this out as well. How do we get in touch with you? I don't want anyone to miss this opportunity, Miss Kizzy. I think it's really important. Where do they have to go? Where do they get to go?
3: Go to govconwinners.com. Okay. Sign up for the wait list because then I will immediately have your information. I'm immediately notified that you went there
1: and we, can, we will connect. I, I love this. So Mara is in the mental health arena. Kizzy, if you were to work with someone like her, what would you ask her? What's one of the first questions you'd want to know?
3: First thing that I want to know is what type of work services are you interested in providing to the federal government and or um, are you mostly interested in receiving grants or are you interested in to both selling to the government and potentially receiving grants? What's the difference? Well, and my answer would be both. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: one, yeah, So what is that? You're saying you're selling something to the government, like if we wanted them to get Piggy Bear into all schools, that's something sure. like we're selling to them?
3: Yes, as well as if you wanted to provide any type of mental health services to a particular government agency, it wouldn't necessarily, it wouldn't be you providing the services, but it could be you providing the people who are providing the services to, um, an agency or to an agency who has a department that serves families, especially with the military, they have departments where they have special services for families. So they're looking for services for the children, for the spouses, for the military member. So those are paid as revenues. And then there's also various grants that are available to fund the different, to, to fund
1: what you've done and what you've created. So, Kizzy, do you think it's just the lucky ones who figure this out? Like, I feel like, where was this 10 years ago? And I know it was there. The government's been there since I was born. (laughs) Yeah, It's like one of these faces where I think people
3: don't really talk about it because it doesn't come across as like super sexy or people it's made is purposely made to me
1: more difficult than what it is. And it's really not. Well, and we guys, we've got two minutes to close. I cannot believe that my show is over. Kizzy, I'm going to have you come back because this is a very important topic. Mara got most of the entire hour. She feels like an absolute queen. The people are loving her. We're live on Facebook at the moment to 1.8 million people who are just going nuts, just so you know. Um, One minute in 30 seconds, Kizzy, your thought for the world. What would you like people to hear? Thought for
3: the world, and I end every single one of my YouTube videos like this, my long videos, not my shorts, and that is everything is possible. Everything is possible. Whatever it is that you're wanting to do is possible. Just think of all the accomplishments that have happened in this great world throughout the centuries. Oh, my goodness. Everything is possible. I love you. I like that. your
1: face, your energy. She's like so like there. Miss Miss James, how about for you? How about for me? Sorry, I'm out so out the busy looking to her. You got 30 seconds. Out to the world. What would you like them to hear?
2: Um... Here's the deal. I was once received a message that we're all on a journey to heal and we're ignoring our mission. And I beg all of you to do your work. um, We can all move from fear, anxiety, anger, resentment, blame, shame, guilt towards peace, faith, love and trust. And we are going to bring heaven right down to um, earth right here
1: how blessed are we? You guys listen to the Forbes factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness today. We had a healthy dose of all of those. Just so you guys know, you're going to both have to go to my Facebook channel because people are asking you questions about eligibility and how to get connected with both of you. So on that note, until I see you again, my name is Forbes Riley, keeping it real. Love you guys. I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye, everyone.